What is the seed of the kingdom, and why does it matter? Hello, I'm Phil Sanders, and this is a Bible study in search of the Lord's way. The seed of the kingdom reveals the wisdom of God for all people, in all places, for all time. In all the hurry and hustle and confusion of modern living, the Lord has the way. We believe that the Bible is the revelation of His way. We invite you to join us in Search of the Lord's Way with Phil Sanders. Welcome to In Search of the Lord's Way. We're here to search the Scriptures for God's will. We search for the truth not the opinions or the traditions of men. We go back to the Bible, the written Word of God, to find what pleases God and what displeases God. Since there are many voices with many messages, we seek to weed out the human and concentrate on the will of God. Ephesians 5.17 says, So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We seek to do just that. We want to be part of God's people in God's kingdom. And thanks for taking time with us today. We'd love to hear from you, and we want to be a part of your life each week. If we would know the truth, we must search the Scriptures. Paul urged Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, Do your best, or study, to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The Lord wants us to please Him by diligently studying the Word of God itself, not giving in to human traditions or human ideas or people who twist the Scriptures to make them say something other than the truth. Time and culture cannot and do not change the words written in Scripture. Reading human ideas into Scripture is never approved by God. Let's go back to the Bible for the true seed of the kingdom. It'll take some study. We don't want to miss the truth. If you misunderstand and corrupt the seed of the kingdom, you won't have the true kingdom of God, but a corrupted substitute. We don't want human substitutes. We want the pure Word of God, the seed of the kingdom. And when we follow the Lord's teaching, we can't go wrong. Now this is an important study on the seed of the kingdom and we offer it free. If you'd like a printed copy and live in the United States, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083, or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call our toll-free telephone number. That number is 1-800-321-8633. We also have materials free on our website at searchtv.org and on YouTube. We'll now worship in song. We'll read from Matthew 13, 3-9 and explore the importance of the seed of the kingdom.
Our reading today comes from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 through 9, and tells the parable of the sower. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. That parable helps us to understand the nature of the heart of people. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, help us to be good soil in our hearts, to listen and to care about the things that you have taught, and to not let other things distract us or take us away from the truth. This is our prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. disciples heard the parable of the sower, they asked for an explanation of what the parable meant. What Jesus explained in Matthew 13, 18 to 23, Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in the heart. This is the one on whom the seed was sown beside the road. The one on whom seed was sown on the rocky places this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it. 
who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Now here, Jesus refers to the seed of the sower as the word of the kingdom. The seed that makes the kingdom is the message that Jesus used and taught in the New Testament. Now this is a saving message, an eternal message, and an inspired message. It is the truth that will one day determine whether we live with God eternally or live without God. When you turn away from this seed, you turn away from the kingdom of God. It defines the kingdom of God and determines who belongs to the kingdom and who does not. This is why the Lord Jesus said, He who has ears, let him hear. The Apostle Peter expressed how the seed that causes us to be born again is the message preached in the first century. He said in 1 Peter 1, 22-25, Since you have in obedience to the truth purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. For you have been born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable, that is, through the living and enduring Word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls off, but the Word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the Word which was preached to you. The message preached in the first century was what caused the people to be born again, and they obeyed the truth. Now, one isn't born again by some better felt than told inner experience, but by hearing and obeying the truth found in the message preached. 1 Corinthians 1.21 says, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. James 1, 21-22 further says, Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Now let's not be fooled. The gospel of Christ is the message of the kingdom, and it saves Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul reminded the Corinthians of the gospel that he received from the Lord and preached to them. He said in 1 Corinthians 15.1-5, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, in which also you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Sadly, Many think there is more than one way to receive the gospel. They believe they can change the message found in the New Testament and still be okay with God. They say salvation comes by merely believing without obeying. But early Christians had their souls purified 
when they obeyed the truth, 1 Peter 1, 22. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Others imagine that if they say a little prayer accepting Jesus in their hearts, they are saved. But Saul of Tarsus, though he fervently prayed for three days, did not have his sins washed away until he was baptized into Christ, calling on his name. Peter told the people at Pentecost something very different from saying a prayer. He told the people who were guilty of crucifying the Lord Jesus Christ, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes, people are saved by calling on the name of the Lord. But how does this happen? Well, Peter explained in 1 Peter 3.21, corresponding to that, Baptism now saves you, not the removal of the dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we're baptized in water to wash away our sins, we are making an appeal to God for a good conscience. Sometimes people don't understand the message. The devil loves to keep people from understanding the truth that saves them to steal away the true word from their hearts to keep them from being saved by it. The Lord Jesus explained that when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom the seed was sown beside the road. Now, this message that caused their salvation and new birth is an eternal message. It is imperishable and endures forever. Some people think the message can change over time as culture changes, but this is a misunderstanding. What the Lord said in the first century is the same message in the 21st century. What the Lord said in one place is true in all places and all times. Jude 3 says, Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about the, our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints. The message was handed down once for all time to all people in all places. It is eternal and universal. God handed it down and any change to it means that we've lost what God has said. Sometimes people don't hold on to the message. You remember Jesus said in Matthew 13, 20 to 21, that the one on whom the seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word of God. He immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no firm root in himself, but it's only, it's only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he, he falls away. The message with its promises and commandments didn't change. His heart changed. Some events led him to stop trusting the message and stop living for the Lord. He lost sight of the cross and the empty tomb. His fear of persecution led him away from the narrow road back to the world. They were unwilling to endure persecution for being a Christian. Many today see no need to stay with God or with His church. Instead, they followed the worldly ways. 
rather than being looked at as odd for upholding life, biblical marriage, biblical genders, and biblical morality. They've bought into worldly ideas that lead to confusion, conflict, and chaos. 1 John 2.17 says that the world is passing away and also its lusts, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. You cannot follow worldly ways and follow God at the same time. Sometimes people get distracted and choke out the message. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 13, 22, And the one on whom the seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world, and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. One can get so busy with work, with hobbies, with the pleasures of this world that they forget God. They can become unfruitful Christians because their hearts are more centered on money and the things of this world than they are on the Lord who gave Himself for them. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33-34, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If we put the Lord first and trust Him to care for us, we'll not get so focused on money, pleasure, or the concerns of life. Throughout the history of Israel, people forgot God and followed the idolatry of the nations that surrounded them. They deceived themselves into thinking there was something better than the way of God. And each time they did so, God punished them. Life didn't get better, it got worse. Some churches think if they change their beliefs or their worship to please people, they will flourish. But numerical growth doesn't mean a church has grown spiritually. You can't grow with God by believing and practicing worldly human ways. When churches focus on pleasing people, and ignore the will of God, they won't produce fruit for God, and they deceive themselves. Thankfully, some Christians do produce fruit. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 13, 23, And the one on whom, uh, whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. Luke 8, 11 says the seed is the Word of God. When people hear the Word of God, understand it, and take it to heart, they will indeed bear fruit for God. They'll be what God intended them to be, and they'll influence other good-hearted people to hear and obey the Lord. They'll live with faith in God and set an example of godliness and integrity. They'll love others the way God loves. They'll hold to the truth and not give in to worldly ways. They'll preach the truth. Romans 12 and verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. God's ways work and they produce fruit. The ways of the world may attract people, but they cannot produce fruit for God. We want to please God by taking to heart 
the seed of the kingdom. Let's follow the Lord Jesus. Let's follow His Word. Let's not get sidetracked by popular religion that focuses more on following the crowd than following the Lord. Let's pursue the truth vigorously and diligently. Let's be careful to listen to God's message and do only what He says. To do so is true faith that demonstrates real trust and obedience. Let's pray together. Father, as we hear Your Word, help us to take it into our hearts, to love it, to meditate on it, to live it out in our lives, and to share it with others. Father, we're thankful for the seed of the kingdom that can lead to fruitfulness and eternal life. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. If you found out that what you have been taught and believed wasn't true, would you want to know? People can tell a lie so often that people assume it's the truth. Human traditions passed down through time can become so ingrained in people's hearts that they regard it as more true than God's own words. Now the Pharisees relied more strongly on their unwritten oral traditions supposedly coming from Moses than they did the written law of Moses. They actually accused Jesus of wrongdoing in Matthew 15 because He didn't wash His hands according to the tradition of the elders. The Lord Jesus responded to the Pharisees by quoting Isaiah 29, 13. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men.
He said of the Pharisees in Matthew 15, 13 to 14, that every plant my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone, their blind guides, and if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Now, if you get blinded by human traditions and follow others who are blind, you too may fall into a pit. Let's stay on the narrow road that leads to life. Place your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. Confess Jesus Christ as the Son of God and be baptized into Jesus Christ, immersed in water for the forgiveness of your sins. And when you're immersed, God will wash away your sins, bury and raise you with Christ, make you His child, and add you to His church, the kingdom of God. Let the seed of the kingdom be planted in your heart so that you may become God's child. We hope today's study about the seed of the kingdom has stirred you to consider the Lord's will and whether you're following it. If you live in the United States and want a free printed copy of this message, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083, or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org, or you can call the search office toll-free at 1-800-321-8633. There's also a schedule of our programs and a map with the location of churches in your area at searchtv.org. Now you can watch Search anytime on YouTube. We do ask that you subscribe to our channel, Search TV Ministry, and be sure to like each of the programs that you watch. This helps spread the program. We also offer free Bible correspondence courses, and uh, we want you to have one. Now, don't worry, we're not asking for money. We don't charge for these things. We're here to help you draw close to God. We do ask that you focus your heart on God by worshiping a church. I know that some folks can't go to church because of health reasons and other things. But if you can go, then go, because everyone needs a church family. There's probably a Church of Christ near you. And if you're looking for a healthy biblical church home, we'll gladly help you find one. Well, we'll be back next week, Lord willing. So we ask that you keep searching God's Word with us and tell a friend about this program. And as always, we say to you, God bless you and we love you from all of us at In Search of the Lord's Way.